0: Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online.
1: Hello, welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. I'm Ben James, I'm joined by Matt Southcombe and Andy Howell. Uh, we're here to reflect on Wales's autumn opener against Scotland, 21-10 win at the Principality Stadium. Um, before we get your initial thoughts, gents, and you're being very quiet, so you are, you are, you are there, boys. Just let the, <laughs> let are, the listeners are, know you are, are here.
2: We are here. We are G'day, here. guys
1: we are <laughs> a bit excited for Australia
2: Getting <laughs> kind of the Aussie accent in yeah. really?
1: so yeah as I said, before we get your thoughts and you sound very excited to get them thoughts in we'll uh, have a quick listen to what Warren Gatland and Alan
0: Wynne-Jones had to say after that victory yeah to, to start for us so uh, a little bit rusty at times I thought uh, you know with long periods of the game we were pretty comfortable um, without the ball and I thought we defended pretty well we scored a couple of nice tries and uh and we'll be better for that for next week. Did you control the game as well as you would have wished, do you think? Yeah, I think, I, yeah. fairness to Scotland, put us under a lot of pressure in that second half and something think it's spent about six minutes in the 22. And, um, but I thought we, you know, defended well. Uh, we, you know, put ourselves under a bit of pressure when we are down to 14 men uh, and came out of that, um, you know, pretty, pretty positively as well. Uh, we've worked, the players have worked really hard in the last couple of weeks, and there's no doubt that um, you know we've we've probably flattened them a little bit in terms of um, taking them a bit, you know, made it a bit heavy on their legs. So they, you know, they did find it tough, tough out there. But uh, you know that's going to make us a lot better for for next week.
3: Um, I, I don't know, comfortable. We were, we were trying to be not too comfortable in defence because you obviously want to get the ball back. But um, it was probably um, off the back of not converting <coughs> the possession and territory we had in the in the first half. So. Um, you know, We probably got too comfortable, like I say, uh, defending. We were trying to get our ball back. Um, credit to, to the John Davis. You know, they thought the tribe was great, but going on the side of the scrum and helping us get the, the scrum penalty was probably a bit more important at that time.
0: And what about the fact that uh, Wales have got a winning start to the autumn for the first time uh, since
3: 2002? Um, yeah, momentum's good. I think um, Gats alluded to the, uh, the Australia game next week. Um, you know, that's a hit out. It's been um, an arduous two weeks. Um, The training we've done, um, and it's probably been felt a bit longer. We've probably done a lot, and probably could have played last week. But um, you know that one's out the way. We've got a bit of momentum, uh, ready for a quick week this week.
1: So yeah, that was what the Wales coach and captain had to say. Um, Some interesting stuff there, Matt. Yeah, I mean,
4: one quick thing to point out: Warren Gatland mentioned that the players might might have been a bit leggy today. Um, It's been said for a while that Wales are going to use this this block of internationals as a conditioning block to quote what Gatlin has said in the past. Um, so basically it means they're going to be doing a lot more running and training. It's a little bit of a mini pre-season kind of attitude towards it. Um, they just basically obviously want the players to be up to that sort of peak levels of fitness. We know how seriously they take conditioning as all teams do now but Wales are, have, have sort of led the way on that in many respects in the build-up to the last few World Cups. So, um, yeah so what he means is they've, they've done a lot of running this week so they're probably going to be a bit uh, a bit tired um, follow-up questions Gatlin basically suggested that's going to continue for the players throughout the campaign so it's not going to get any easier for them um, so yeah that might explain one or two things but on the whole um, I don't think we could be overly critical um, and then I don't think we can be too positive either I think it's a kind of middle of the road sort of result down performance
2: really what do you make of it? I thought it was like it was like a warm up match to the real stuff almost like a you know phony war ahead of the real uh, war Uh, I was disappointed with the match uh, really apart from uh, defence and all because I thought that uh, both sides really cancelled each other uh, out there wasn't a lot of great attack in play Scotland in fact uh, looked a lot more dangerous when he brought the substitutes on the horn brothers I thought made a huge difference to so them I was disappointed with how much uh, uh, Wales moved the ball and uh, uh, the first half in particular it was like a game of ping pong or, or, or when we were kids we used to call it gainings where used to kick a rugby ball back and forth Good to see who could do it best and some of the kicking out of hand uh, wasn't great on uh, on either side Garth Davis is really good player defensively he was excellent because he was the one that he obviously uh, delegated to get at um, Adam Easton by racing up, putting pressure on him. Um, excellent player, and of course he's a try scorer, creates. Uh, but his, his box kicking, I must say, you know, it's it's not the best. It's still working uh, in uh, progress, and um, uh, often you know the ball has been over it, which allows Scotland to do so to respond. Um, so, uh, it's, it's a friendly, not a Six Nations match. I was disappointed with the lack of intent on both sides.
1: I suppose, given that it was sort of an unprecedented sort of northern hemisphere clash, all northern hemisphere clash, it was always going to be a bit like a sort of warm up, as you say, though, wasn't it? That, that was always the danger.
2: Yeah, I suppose so, because, uh, you know, Wales, uh, Wales will lift their game against Australia next weekend, got no doubt about it, and Wales have got such an overwhelming record uh, against Scotland in uh, Cardiff under. Uh, Catlin, I think there was the uh, you know it was almost a case you know we only got to up to beat uh, the beat these uh, blokes. um Welsh Park, I thought they went quite well uh, scrummage got better as the game went on lineup was uh, satisfactory and I thought it was a lovely balance of the back row let's
1: let's talk about the back row then because um obviously we all know what Justin Tibbrick can do um probably the name who wouldn't have been so such a popular choice a couple of weeks ago months ago even a few days ago would have been Dan Idiot, and yet he probably came out of this game with possibly more credit than anyone else from that starting 15 I thought he was
4: excellent uh, Matt yeah no I, I I see what you're saying I mean injuries and what not kind of forced their hand a little bit in, in his selection but I think they wanted to see what he had to offer anyway because he is something different to to all the all the other back rowers, basically, isn't he? He's, he, he does more unseen work than a lot of them.
2: Um, you could see plenty of it today. He's twenty-one titles and he's carrying the ball. Yeah, and he did
4: he did show up today. Um, a lot of questions being asked of him. A lot of pressure on him. It was, I don't think it was kind of. I don't think it was really last chance saloon, but it was very much a case of if he performed poorly today, then would the damage have been repairable before the World Cup? I, sure. I disagree with
2: you because yeah. why he hasn't figured in re- recent times, or the last two years really, is when he's suffered that serious knee injury against South Africa, it's just because of injuries. It's simple as he is a favourite of Gavin and Sean Edwards. Yeah. And you can say about that, it, it's like a, it's like football, isn't it? How often does a goalkeeper or a centre half win player of the year? or was. Never, do they? It's the flash people get all the headlines. And a rugby team's got to have balance. You've got to have, you've got to have your set piece specialists. You've got to have your creators, you've got to have your finishers, but what do you also need? You need your, like in football, a midfielder. You need a stopper. You need your stoppers and your fetchers, and that's what Lydia does. And that's one of the reasons Wales were so successful running time World Cup, because that balance the back row with him and his buddies Falato and Sam Warburton is a lovely uh, balance because Lydia would smash people, and Warburton would be behind him, working as a tag team and being over the ball, because Lydia he might not carry the ball far when he's got it. But he is what I call an offensive defender. He makes yards by knocking people back.
4: I not um, I don't necessarily disagree with your point. But what I'm saying is that if he had fallen out of the reckoning now, the players that would would have come in instead of him would have picked up the baton and I believe would have carried it on to a level that would have would have put them well ahead of Lydiate, given. What has been done while he's been away as well? I'm not saying he hasn't been picked because of his form, you know, like you said, his injuries. But the players who have come in and worn those jerseys have elevated the standard so significantly. Ross Moriarty, for example, wearing six, right? You say Wales is potentially Wales's best back row. Um, If everyone's fit, would be Tipperick, Falatto, Moriarty, or Shingler, or whoever, right? But those guys, Moriarty and Shingler, can both do what to a certain degree, do what Lyddiot can do, and a lot more as well. That's what I'm saying. So, Well, is a different type of player. Yeah, that, but, you know, they're, all, they're all different players, aren't they? And, and I'm not being disparaging towards Dan Lyddiot or anything. But, and he had a very good game today, and I, I totally accept what you say about balance and all this. But what my point was, that given that he hasn't played that much at this level in the last few years, if he didn't show up today, I don't know if he would have missed the boat. I think that might have been it. Yeah, I think he was
2: still he's owes good. a lot of, lot of, uh, you know, favour if you like, a lot yeah. of worry. he's got a lot of currency with the Wales management, so they might have give him a chance. I suppose that's
4: what it comes down to, isn't it? How much, how much stock he still has with, with us, with the guys in charge. But that, that's just my gut.
2: Yes, yeah. I know what you're saying about Alley uh, playing six and Falateo and all. But of course, in the last couple of years, we haven't seen that happen much because yeah. one, you know, one or the other's been injured. Yeah. Uh, so you know probably we haven't really seen that bad role since the New Zealand tour 2016
1: yeah I think the other pleasing thing with Lydia today was yeah he made 21 tackles but there was also good work at the breakdown good carrying showed a lot of nice hands was often distributing as a a link player um, which is the thing these are the things that we don't normally associate with him and
2: probably the things that he has been told to go and work Go away yeah, he work said on. after the match yeah. that he has been working on those sort of things. The short day, I thought the day Scotland were brain dead. They kept picking up around the fringes and driving into damn idiot, and yeah. he he absolutely dominated them around the fringes. You know, he was Wales' demolition man. Um, but yeah, there was some those other strands of the game you mentioned. There, Bill, uh, Bill, ben, Bill, <laughs> It's been a long day, folks. With, uh, That's <laughs> a uh, well, man, Bill and Ben, you're <laughs> they the flower with the man. Um, um, we're um, yeah we're really interesting and uh, we're good to see because he did show he showed, I think it's fair to say he showed some nice touches
1: maybe maybe I've been home uh, which is coincidentally down Lydia country. For I've been been away for a week now. maybe I've been home for too long but something this week I've been sort of speaking to some people and part of me thinks if he's fit next year he goes to the World Cup oh he will absolutely because, because of the favour he's got with Gatland and because he potentially offers. It's not. It's not popular with many sort of rugby watchers, but he offers something different to what
2: the sort of copious open he, sides we've got yeah. in this country. He does a lot of that donkey work, which Jerry Collins used to do for the All Blacks. although Collins could also carry the ball as well, uh, more like Moriarty, yeah. if you like. And uh, when Australia won the World Cup before you, you, you youngsters' time, 1999, <laughs> they had a back rower, um, Owen Finnegan did all the, all the same sort of uh, same sort of uh, work. And what was the guy with uh, uh, Leinster who went back to Australia? Rocky Elson. Rocky Elson he used yeah. to do the same sort of thing. So mm-hmm. teams do have those sort of players. Um, you know, Richard Hill used to do all that sort of stuff and more actually for England. And then uh, further back, they had Mick Skinner, same, you had Mike Teague and the Scots, they've had loads of players that uh, do that sort of destructive work which you need to wrap uh, the opposition.
1: Yeah. There we go. A nice, nice bit of agreement at the end of
2: it. Well, nothing
4: more to add. It's, uh, it's well, the
1: um, you know, the He is done it. It's what you
4: know. He, he, he is what he is, and he you know he he brings he brings a certain degree of defensive yeah. solidarity, which is probably yeah. putting it mildly. Um, but you've got to be content with that. And mm. I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever. He's been told to go away and work on the things that we've talked about because. Um, having just one string to your bow is not enough anymore. Yeah.
2: Well, part of the reason uh, Tip Richards' man of the match today was uh, because he was uh, helped help by um, Lydia Moriarty et al. There we go. Hi, I'm Blue.
4: <coughs> you know, we elephants are the best parents in the animal kingdom. That's why Family Fostering Partners chose me as their mascot. There are plenty of children in this area who really need a good foster home. So I'm helping recruit people from all walks of life to become foster carers. Can you help give these kids a better future? You can take the first step by visiting our website, familyfosteringpartners.co.uk. Care for the future.
1: Right, so um, I suppose the other big narrative, or one of the big narratives coming today would have been how Gareth Anscombe was going to fare hmm. what was probably his first real crack of the whip uh, yeah. at, at 10 uh, how, how do you think he went then?
4: Well it was definitely the talking point before the game wasn't it? Um, we had when we did the Q&A over the, fan, the fans Q&A on Friday it was you know the question came up time and time again it was what everyone was talking about um, You probably, I think you're probably right in saying that it's probably Anscombe's first proper crack at it because he um, got the opportunity against South Africa in Washington but that was a difficult assignment. The conditions were horrendous. It was an experimental side out. You know, there was a lot of complications around that fixture, so that wasn't easy for him. And didn't get a look in then really for the rest of the tour because Patchell took it and ran with it with the first test in Argentina. So, um, yeah, under the roof, perfect conditions. Uh, probably give him a, a sort of fair to middling rating to be honest. Uh, you know, you look at sort of seven, seven out of ten maybe. You know, if you're giving him a rating um largely solid <laughs> did some re- did some nice things really nice slip pass obviously for the try uh, for Jonathan Davis's try some nice little kicks here and there potentially but um you know Gatland has mentioned that the kicking was an issue that came up a few times I mean, already well but he they analyze it, it? he said nine and ten um uh Captain was very keen to, to stress that he was good in an attacking sense. Maybe he had issues with defense, some of the defensive work. Well, I would
2: argue today Wales kicked too much. Uh, that's probably orders. The, the <laughs> Why trouble, do they kick
4: so much? The trouble the trouble is...
2: You, in a friendly. I
4: can, I can kind of... Under, right, you don't want to play yourself into trouble, do you? So if things are not happening and you're not getting any momentum or any go-forward, the last oh, thing you want to well, do is try and play... Well, often
2: Wales's first option was to kick. You didn't even uh, try and get momentum.
4: That, you know... We might come on to the wings yeah. and that later on, but I'm not sure the aerial game is where Wales would would have thought that they can get success particularly today. You might, I might be wrong in that assessment, but
2: not well, Wales actually think they got a better aerial game than they have. Well, uh, <laughs> the aerial game is not brilliant. To, today, uh,
4: I haven't got a strong view either way on the kicking today. But um, back to Anscombe, I thought he did well. Um, I think he leaves with a lot of credit. Today, um, I think he probably needs another game or two to to really show what he can perhaps do at this level and become a credible threat to Dan Bigger because I th- still think that Dan Bigger is Gatland's number one for the key occasions, big games. If Wales were playing England tomorrow, I think Dan Bigger would be fly half, um, just because it's a it's a bit of a comfort blanket. You know, they know what they get from him. Um, but Anzcombe can be pleased. They company? wanted to win
2: a World Cup, or? there's more and more ways to skin a cat though, isn't there? You're not going to win a World Cup here with, uh, you might be, like you say, you might beat England with damn Bigger the outside half, but I don't know if you beat the All Blacks Australia with him at the outside half. No, he might play next week and he might beat the All Blacks. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you know, I,
4: Anscombe, he's, um, he's, well, he's in good form and I think he, he can probably be satisfied with what he did tonight.
2: Well, I uh, ghost uh, Barry John, a great Barry John's column today. He's one of the greatest outside halves of all time and he was... Uh, Mind you, he's always been an Anscombe fan when he from before he first came over here, and he thought he was excellent today and should be given a run of games this autumn. I agree. I tend to agree with him. Uh, I thought he was. Uh, uh, he had a crucial hand in both tries. It was his. Um, oh, the, 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 first, the first the yeah. first try, you know, it was a good pass because North hit that ball. What Anson's good at is timing his passes. Well, there was one occasion he where someone got flattened. But generally, <laughs> generally, timing his passes and putting it into the gap. And North hit that gap at full speed, already had uh, generated momentum, and he went through three defenders yeah. to score the strike. in the second one, he had a wrap around, which is a, a, a the move I suppose they used with Owen Williams against the All Blacks last autumn. And the other a rat run with Anscombe. And again, what because Hanscom is a dangerous run himself, Scotland, were a bit uh, caught in defence, didn't know whether to go for Anscombe or not. And they took their eye off the ball, if you like, a little bit, uh, just for that millisecond too long, which gave the, uh, Jonathan Davis the, the space to get outside uh, Hugh Jones and fend him off for so the, the, the lovely pass on Anscombe. Mm-hmm. And of course, that kick he put in for North, where North put a foot in touch in the first half, a delicate cross kick, and then yep. he got him another try. Yeah. so it, it, I don't think it's so much wrong with his uh, short kicking game perhaps he hasn't got the length on his punts
4: I think in a wider looking at it in a wider context of the the instances you've mentioned there that you can probably count on one hand
2: are probably just the only sort of flash points from Wales in attack that's yeah, so all they did in attack was those things on there they didn't, um, didn't do anything else they yeah, I mean, they had that one turnover <laughs> they summed it up for me they had that one turnover the ball went to Jonathan Davis you run a bit and then you kick the ball downfield instead of carrying on running and looking for sport on his inside.
4: Mm. So I think it, 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 it probably is a wider issue but um, looking at Anskim in an isolation um, yeah 7 out of 10. I think that's fair. Yeah.
2: What, what would you do though Ben for next week? What would I do? Do you I, look long term at the World Cup or do you look, just look on a game by game we want to win games basis? Got to beat Australia. Yeah, I think you got to beat Australia. Um, and who have they got the best chance? Of, how they got the best chance of beating Australia with who at ten? I'd be inclined to stick with Anscombe.
1: Um That's probably sort of partially fed by the just the fact that I was sort of sick to the back teeth at the Six Nations chopping and changing. That didn't do us any good I don't think. Um although to be fair Gatlin said today it's all about rotation, isn't it? So Yeah um, <laughs> Dan Bigger's probably in, in in the driving seat next week.
4: You know, if you wanted to read between the lines of Gatlin's press conference, he's setting himself up to to pick bigger there, isn't he? Yeah. But um still leaving enough space for him to, to stick with Ansgar you know. Um but uh it's, it's a tough one that isn't it? What do you do for that game?
2: I stick with Anska. Because I think they've got more chance of winning that game than Anscombe. So do you know why? Because Wales are going to have to score tries to win that match. Because Australia, doesn't matter how bad Australia they are, they generally tend to score tries against Wales. Yeah. So you might have to score minimum three tries in that match, four tries to win it. You're probably going to have to score 30 points to win that game. If you're if you're going on that basis, then Anscombe's your man, is he? Yeah, or Patro, yeah, but of course he's not fit. No, I don't think... I mean, I don't it will not be fair Patrick. to put Patro in anyway, no. No. At the minute. You need some uh, games to score. Yes, yeah,
4: on on that basis, then. Um, if you think if you think you need to score thirty points to beat Australia, I think Wales's best chance
1: of scoring thirty points is probably with that's going to fly off. Definitely. There we go. All agreed on that as well. Is,
2: well in. I I don't think Matt really agrees. No, I, look,
4: I I am genuinely caught in, in the middle on this, right? Because I, I I've probably been one of Dan Bigger's biggest defenders. Hey, he's for, good player. Dan Bigger um, I think he gets a lot of unfair criticism but they, they, they're different players and they offer different things and they will play different ways, you can't pick Dan Bigger to play like Gareth Anscombe because it doesn't work, but Dan Bigger's way of playing will really not his way of playing but the, the style of play that comes with Dan Bigger at a fly half will really get you over 30 points against the tier 1 nation Gareth Anscombe's a little bit more Hear him, scare him. Yeah, you like it. Yeah. Throws caution to the wind every now and again, yeah. and you know, it's it's kind of um, you know what or bust, isn't it? With, yeah. with him. Yeah. And then, you know, it'll be a, it'll be if he does get full, if they pick Anscombe and he gets full licence, then it's, you know, we're all going to have some necks from looking back and forth because it's going to be end to end stuff. I'm sure we'd all probably, and the fans would probably like it if it was Anscombe yeah. because then the game's going to probably be a little bit more open. And Australia going to love that. So with that in mind, are you better off picking bigger and shortening the game up?
1: I don't know. Look, we've probably, been, probably seen both. We've seen instances of both in the last few years. and We've seen sort of tight games. I think that Curly Beal try a couple yeah. of years ago, 2012, yeah. was it? And then we've seen harem scaring games, yeah, was it? One, 20, 2014, was 21 all at halftime. Yeah. It was like yeah, a
2: barbarian by it, it ended up 34-31 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah it was, was a, a fantastic match, goal. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyway, won that game for them. Like outside our great group. Yeah. Uh yeah, I tell you what I have got a concern, That's mind. Fun. I have got a concern. The Wales backline Flag it up now. I mean I'm concerned about the former Hadley Parks for the Scarlets and for Wales. Yeah. Um you know he's Wales' go to man last season. Been great for Wales and all, but he's not quite hitting the straps at this season, I don't think, Matt.
4: No, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, he stood it stood out twice, didn't it? Two tackles that he missed today were were poor. There was one very early on. Yeah, Dunbar wasn't a that, Dunbar. That got was it. that was a bit weird, to be honest. It was a one on one, and and it, it you know Dunbar wasn't moving at any great speed, but seemed to get rid of Hadley Parks quite mm-hmm. quite easily there. So that would be a concern. Um,
2: Dunbar had a good game, mind, in attack and defense. Yeah. And a Strong man thing with Hadley Parks was we
1: there was there was a slight dip in form last season after he had his initial Wales call up after right. that South Africa game, his next few games for the Scarlets sort of dipped because he it seemed like that natural thing where he'd gone from being this consistent club man to suddenly he's a Test player, and that seemed to sort of weigh heavy on him. But as a lot of players with the Scarlets do because this is how Pivac sort of coaches them. He peaked at the right times in the season, and well, Wales when well. when they got to the end of the sort of European campaign, he, he was back to his best. So this is the first season where Hadley Parks is a Wales player as well as a Scarlet player, and yeah. it just uh, it's just he hasn't really seemed to find the peak anywhere, i he? I tell
4: you what, that's one position they don't need someone to lose form in, because yet. they they're desperate for Owen Watkin to come through because. Yep. I know he's showed bits and bobs here and there. I didn't get as excited as some people about what I saw on the summer tour from him. Um, he's playing well for the Ospreys this year, but they are desperate for him to come through and be a, a real challenger for Hadley Parks because you look at 12, I mean... Scott Williams. Scott Williams is there, obviously, yeah. But it's, there's no one really taking control... Well, Hadley Parks had taken control of that jersey. Um, but, Remember Owen Williams?
1: Well,
4: still play? Talk about out of sight, out of mind. You know, that's that that move to Gloucester in an international sense is disastrous for him, isn't it? Yes. Should have come back to Wales. That's always been my view, but you know, that's for another day, obviously. But yeah, Wales do not need Hadley Parks to to lose his form because um, Owen Watkin is still a work in progress at international level, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Um. Let's talk about the man making his debut.
2: Luke Morgan on the wing. Uh, you couldn't sh- uh, show me a picture of him, could you? Uh, because is... uh, because I felt for the guy today. Because where's the music? It
1: is the is the question. Is is a debut like this when? On the one hand, you make no mistakes, but that's because you're pretty much a bystander. Is that probably is that worse or is that better than say? Steph Evans' first home start for Wales last year against Australia where, yeah, he scored a try but he also got stripped by Kirkley Beale, and there was a few sort of mistakes in him which is sort of preferable Steph, if you're a player Steph, he's involved in the game yeah, All the I think
4: it's probably, probably a fair assessment I mean, you know one of the one of the plus points one of the, the reasons for bringing Luke Morgan in was just because he's, he's like an electrifying Runner. Runner, yeah, and you know he can bust the game wide open, and and he can once he's in the backfield, he's gone. Um, to if you are that kind of player, you have to be involved in the game, and he just wasn't, was he? I think someone said his first touch was in like the fiftieth, fifty second minute, or something like that. In play, yeah.
1: Um, you that know, one is fault, though, is it? You How, know, it has, this, some, this no, well, this is the question. question: How much is it? He should be moving off his wing, trying to get involved. And how much is it that it's just he's not getting passes in space? Well, the trouble with Luke Morgan is right. You can't if you if you
4: can't you can't come off his wing looking for the ball like George North can because if he gets it in traffic, he's going to be dominating in the contact area at this level.
2: Then and when George and the North came off the wing as well, his attacks today actually were right, the left, and Luke Morgan's on the left wing, yeah. so he could bring North off the off the right. They weren't left the right yeah. attack, so he couldn't bring Luke Morgan off anyway. What, what, with Luke Morgan,
4: he doesn't want to go looking for the ball in traffic. That's bad news for him. Mm. The ball needs to find him in space, and you know whether. Whether Wales were good enough at doing that today, you can. They, uh, were, they, they? Well, obviously they weren't, they no, were. because the ball didn't get out to him
2: at all. How, how many times you see the ball go across the three-quarter line? Uh, the half halfpenny enjoying it, you know. I don't think I did. L- L- Luke Morgan chased.
4: He chased down a few kicks. Um, yeah. You know, if one or two kicks had stayed in field, yeah. it would have been interesting in, later on in the game because he was flying after a couple. But you know. Um, I said to you that I was worried he'd get found out aerially up against Tommy Seymour I thought they'd kick yeah, on Seymour's him Seymour's good in the air normally. he's brilliant in the but air but he was quiet he was quiet yeah, that's why yeah. I'm, I'm amazed they didn't kick on him a bit more um, there are two instances I can think of that he was caught out of position but that just comes with you know it's his 8th professional game at 15 aside rugby something like that so that sort of thing will come won't it but yeah um, you know, he might be a little bit frustrated with the way it went tonight, and the sad thing is, I'm not sure that he's going to get many more opportunities now.
2: He no, may get stronger, but mm. well, they're yeah, going to want to play knows. Jonah Holmes, aren't they? Yeah, Holmes, yeah.
4: yeah. Josh Adams needs games.
2: Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Same you know, they,
4: they got seven
1: back three plus, players in this squad. Plus, mm. Steph is probably going to get more minutes.
4: Yeah, yeah. When you look at the back three next week, it's going to be Halfpenny North and Liam Williams, and Absolutely. probably yeah. Steph Evans on the bench. And then you look at Holmes could be on the bench. Right? Holmes or positions. Adams, you know, well, Adams Adams, Adams, yeah. Adams had a good tour as well. Um, but you know, like if if bigger starts at ten, Anscombe's going to be covering positions on the bench. and yeah. So the he be, be on the bench? You yeah. know, we could be able like, to. Yeah, but yeah, don't worry about the bench. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is look, not that I don't think he shouldn't get another chance. I just think the way it's going to work out, you know, I don't know if he will get
2: another chance. Yeah, yeah he's absolutely right.
1: <laughs> wow think, 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 think. hold your loved ones close tonight <laughs> I, think, folks. Uh... I, think the, I think the room just shut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now the thing that frustrated me with I do think that a player like Luke Morgan can sort of come looking for work because think think how, how many times Shane used to take ball first receiver and round mm-hmm. the corner because he is about 5'8 but he's got he's not He's not slight, is he? There's a bit of no. physicality, and hmm. you know he, he can pro- he can probably step up, you know WP Nell in a, in a phone box if he had to. And the other thing, I, there was a, there was a few opportunities where they could have got the ball to him early, and they didn't. And he's the sort of player you want to get. To the, you, you don't have to you don't have to work an overlap for a player like Luke Morgan. You just give him the ball and let him yeah. do the work. But he scored that really
4: good try against Paul he, in like three yards of space or whatever, ridiculously exactly, yeah. burned off defenders.
1: But yeah. I think it, it comes back to what Andy was saying earlier about about kicking too much and, and not maybe being averse to taking risks. There was there was one where I think it was Anscombe, it was Anscombe and Luke Morgan against two defenders, and you just think if Anscombe just gives the pass there and then, Luke Morgan's got one defender to beat, which he could probably do in about five ten yards of space, but they kick behind, and it's the safe chase it, and the ball rolls in the touch. And that's that's probably where we're gonna have grounds to be frustrated, but
2: yeah, yeah. I I don't buy, you know, I don't buy it that a passing game is risky. Not if it's done properly. It can be there. obviously there can be situations city- you try and go from you know from a on from your own line or I'm like ah you could risk an interception, but if it's struck if this struck good structured attack with the right support, play. There's no reason why a passing game can be high risk.
4: the old adage, you got to go forward before you go wide, when not you? you can't, hey, where's we going forward today, mate? Right? I think we're static a yeah. lot as well, mind. Um, but you know, we see what we see what happens with Luke Morgan. Is it? I don't. I, I'd like to think that we're not in a day and age where things just get written off after one game. But ultimately, um, they're, they're going to have to think about the World Cup and about giving other players a chance to show their worth and. Unfortunately, I think that might do yeah. for his
1: case uh, this time. Yeah, around. it's just where he is in back in order. There's yeah. only there's only so many afternoons like this before next year's World Cup. Mm. Ain't many. <laughs> right, uh, from one wing to the other, uh, and a man you were very excited about coming into the autumn. <laughs> I, I have I've been warning you about this, and it's
4: been yes. coming and coming. Wales his play? The autumn, in. he will be. And. You know, it, it shouldn't surprise anyone who's, who's watched him a lot recently. Um, you know, f- from from when he played in the Six Nations, it's been a steady trajectory. If you look at his form, it's just been going in one direction. And, um, you know, it's more the same today. It was a totally different situation to Luke Morgan. It was like the tale of two wings, as our colleague Mark Orders Mark told me at halftime. You know, but like I said, North can come off his wing looking for work. Um, and he can blast his way through gaps that aren't there Scotland couldn't really handle him at times today he had absolutely no right to score that try yeah. I mean he made a mug of um, yeah, Hugh Jones, Hugh Jones will be having nightmares well. Alex, Alex Dunbar was just along for the ride and Blair King just hoped he could jump on his back and do something about it and ultimately they couldn't you know he looks I think someone's mentioned he looks a bit, um, bit leaner I don't know if there's anything in that but he's he looks very powerful at the moment um you know the the guy's quality has has obviously stood the test of what's been a difficult couple of years, and you know long may that continue from a Welsh point of view, and hopefully um he can stay injury free and just carry on the way he's going until next year's World Cup
1: to be fair, you see we sort of say it's been a difficult sort of period, but the th- the one thing that's never really dropped through that time has been his strike rate. Hmm. I think it's since, well, it did, since it did, a little, did, a, a, li- did, a little bit. Did have bit. that one, you know, yeah. like a year. But you, if you if you look at since the twenty thirteen line store, I think he's still something got like thirty odd tries for Wales. Which yeah, well he's, he's um, thirty four now he? anyway. Yeah, no, no, third on the all time yeah. list, of, what, yeah.
4: Twenty six, got like nearly eighty caps. Yeah. You know what? What are we watching here? Do you know what I mean? You know, twenty six. If he plays till he's thirty, how many caps are you gonna have? How many tries are you gonna score? Yeah. If you know. If if you know if Wales have a weapon like that firing on all cylinders heading into next year's World Cup, and everybody else is on song, well
2: you know I'm not going to say it, but you got you know, it. they're well, in out yeah. yeah, yeah. But let's use,
4: let's use those weapons more. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he, I mean, I haven't seen the stats today, but it felt like he was involved a lot more. I mean, we've watched Wales with him on the field, and he's been anonymous. Yeah. You know, he he's he was bad. I felt like he had a lot of touches today and. I think
2: I, I think as a thing as well because he's on the right, he's now back on the right wing. Whereas at one time we're playing him on the left wing, and I, th- I think it's a lot easier to get the right wing involved than the left wing, because don't forget when it's a scrum you work the blind side, which is obviously your right, for example. So it's a lot easier, and most scrum halves are right-footed, or it's a lot easier to box kick right. Uh, for a right-footed scrum half, because the scrum the opposition scrum half coming on your left, so most of your box kicks are done the right-hand side of the field so your right right winger can be involved in a game a lot more than a left winger Hmm. that's a good point
1: to be fair Warburton said um, in TV he's the sort of player to, to have a good game he needs about 15 touches a game yeah, and he wouldn't have been far off that today.
4: That's a, That's a familiar line. Swear, I'm sure mm-hmm. I've heard Wales management trot down something similar before. Yeah. Yeah. And Sam
2: over and he talks a lot of sense, man, because he told me at the end of the Six Nations, a player at Wales missed uh, most of all in oh. Ireland oh, that's in that's right. <laughs> in New was Sam. Musicality. God, I forgot to slip that in earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boys. Right.
1: Um, anything else you particularly want to touch up on? I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it up to you two to sort of choose where we head next.
4: Well, I mean. Uh, there's, there's been a bit of talk on social media about the Ken Owens collision. Um, took a big um, bang to the face at the end of the first half. Um, I watched him after that because it was it was one of those where you you sort of winced as you saw it unfold. The, the flat the pass that we got away from Anscombe it, it was it was forward, wasn't it? Really, yeah, it, it didn't was. look flat. It looked forward, and he's just collided with uh, the Scottish number eight, Gray Wilson. There you go, thank you very much, Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, he looked a bit bit um, iffy after it. he didn't look unsteady on his feet or anything like that when he got up, but you know, he looked as if he'd just taken a bang to the face, Do you know what I mean? Um when we spoke to Warren Gatland after the game he had a he had a bit of blood and that was the reason he was replaced, um, briefly. They gave him a precautionary HIA, he passed it. Uh, they gave him another one after the game, he passed that. So you got
2: I didn't I didn't think he was gonna cast. No, he no. wasn't. I think well, it was just a nasty knock to the face, Gat- and the cut was the big thing. Gatlin, and he probably thought he broke his nose.
4: Gatlin said he that he never lost consciousness. Um, we never kept running. He's he's also said you know he, he was quick to temper things in the press conference, sort of say just because you got a bang to a face doesn't mean that you're concussed. Exactly. Um, you know I agree with that to a certain extent, and he also stressed obviously as we all do that player welfare is you know absolute paramount, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, you know, we have to be careful of getting too sort of um, uptight. Cautious, about this. cautious, that's the right word. Yeah, you know, um, the processes were followed. Um, you passed all the tests, so you know you've got to put your faith in the system in in that regard. There we go.
1: seen enough on
2: about that? that. Yeah, I think you're right. Like I said, I don't think he was uh, he was concussed. He stayed on his uh, feet. He was a bit shocked because the. Uh, because I think he thought his nose was spat across his face and obviously he had a wound. <laughs> uh but no, yeah, he, first of all he's running off. If play hadn't stopped, he wouldn't have gone down and uh, gone down down on a knee and like sought medical attention. I was just a clever plate to slow it down and get his breath back. Mm. Um and of course the half time was coming up anyway, wasn't it? Mm. Um but no, I didn't think he was gonna uh, cast. and they checked him out properly, so carry on. You uh, mm. Should we throw it forward Australia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, well, oh, one other oh, oh. thing I will bring up now, I just wonder, just wonder, is Adam Beard mounting a challenge to start against Australia? Matthew? Um,
4: very impressed again, um, carried on where he left off in Argentina. Um, they obviously raped him um, and you can see why, he's an absolute mountain of a bloke isn't he? Um, and he, th- and he does some work he does he oh, impressed me today I don't think he'll start against australia um I think they'll start with the same pairing that they started with today um
2: just what go about, with that. Uh, the other one they might what about Jake Ball? Do you think you could get patched today
4: oh, that' was I a bit of fitness a bit. has been an issue with him right been mr been left
2: there so maybe he's not right
4: if he was fully fit then you'd probably back him um yeah. you know Sam woblen mm-hmm. before the tournament said he would be in his in mm-hmm. his Starting 15, if everyone was fit,
2: so you know that that obviously carries a lot of weight, <laughs> as does Jake Paul. Yeah. Um, but not as what, much weight as Adam Beard does, and that's why
4: you pick him. Adam is him.
2: Beard is probably as big as any lock in world rugby.
4: Well, oh, that's a statement.
2: When you look at the Argentine locks, they are big. Um, what's it, Lavarini? Is it Lavarini? Yeah, and hmm. of course, you've got the South African, uh, Estebeth yeah, they're they some big boys, they are big yeah. boys. Uh, Vitalik is quite big, but you don't only he's as big as those two, yeah, yeah. There go. Beard is a massive man. He's probably the biggest Welsh forward I've ever seen.
4: Oof. I think he's got to be. I think they need to make him a little bit more dynamic mm. um, in the way he carries the ball. Um, but yeah, obviously, yes, so he's hugely promising. Come,
2: come a long way in the last few years. Um, he, he obviously had something about him when he's playing for the Wills in the twenties, mate. Yeah, he's got but, an edge to him. You know, he's yeah.
4: he's, he's 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 really really up I Many, you know, he shot yeah. up the the short list yeah. of second rows, did yeah. You know, where's Rory Thornton these days? You know, Rory Thornton was always the next big thing, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: we and yeah. he's been overtaken now. I think, he, yeah, is he still on NDC? Thornton, I think sure sure
4: he, he is. He's
2: at the Blues Yeah, at the Blues. Yeah, they are. So yeah, B is a massive man. Okay, he might not be actually the, the tallest Welsh of all time when I think of doing Jones, but he's certainly the biggest, as in build. Yeah, so
4: there are lots he, of talent there. Lots of talent. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh final thing to throw it forward. I'm obviously not gonna get predictions because we'll have another podcast in the week. Mm. Let's just quickly run through what the team will be then for Australia.
4: Well I think it's, if we just look at the changes,
2: Liam yeah. Williams will come back and that's nailed yep. on. Um bigger it's a question mark what we've discussed already mark, yeah. at number ten. Um Matt thinks what do you think?
4: Oh do I think I think they'll I think they'll pick bigger. Um but you know, I'm, we ain't getting back into that now because of the we'll beer until midnight and
2: yeah. Rob Rob M is a big loose head prop, for sure.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Got to uh, a tight head prop, that's an interesting one. Will Dylan Lewis keep his place or will they play Thomas Francis? Samson Lee not fit.
4: Samson is not fit, now. Sam
2: needs more time. Oh yeah. Liam Brown's here, the option of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thomas Francis played most matches last season, though to me. Uh, tight dead prop is a position except for grabs come the World Cup for Wales so you need someone to seize that jersey Yeah, I'd be inclined to stick with Dylan Lewis thought he did okay today off of Sonic in the um, in loose and uh, I think he's, he's done really well for Wales in uh, uh, during his short career but back row then do you so would you pick a tight sorry you pick a tight yeah yeah
4: I'd be inclined to stick with Dylan Lewis, to be honest. Yeah, I would as well. Um, Thomas Francis yeah, on the bench.
2: Yeah, I'd be inclined to do that. Yeah. Also, Australia are not great at scrimmage, is it anyway, by the way? so No, he's just a little bit more around the field yeah, as well. Yeah, around the field against yeah. Australia, you're have to count to that.
4: Um, Backrow, no. Dan Lidiot, would you keep him in? Definitely. You
2: would? Yes. You Would you be inclined to go with Jenkins and Tipperwick? No, I don't think Jenkins will be fit. Well, they
0: hope he If he
2: is fit. Yeah, he's had shoulder and, knee and all that. Uh, How long is he going to last? Mm. Will he based on the back road today took man of the match Lydia did such a good game destroy it stopping the opposition and wrapping him up and all that which you're going to need against the Aussies slow them down uh, would you bring Ellis in and miss? so what, what position
4: yeah I'll take your point I mean I'm a to...
2: big fan let me stress I'm a big fan of Ellis not as big as you Matt but I am a big <sighs> fan of it. Uh. Um,
4: I think uh, if you looked at it on on Dan Lidiott can't come off the bench. You put him in our Jamie Roberts category, don't you Where uh, he either starts or yeah. he doesn't play. So you probably there's probably a lot of weight to the argument that you bring you start with a natural six and seven and then bring an open side off the bench. Do you mean after, sorry? Do you mean Tipperich? So I mean you start with Tipperick. Yeah. yeah and you bring Jenkins off the bench. For Lydia, Oh, so oh, for oh, Lydia, oh yeah. the counter yeah. argument of that
2: up? is Tipperich is a better finisher than Jenkins, perhaps when other teams are tired. Mm,
4: I don't think I'd do that. No. I think Jake. I think Tipric can do it for eighty minutes anyway.
2: Yeah. I mean, Alice can come on at six, seven, wherever, can he? Yeah, so right. that might happen actually. Yeah,
4: you might have talked that. That's the
2: most likely thing, to be honest. I, I see that happening. Yeah, the trouble
4: is, as was, you know, when Moriarty's shoulder looked like it was going to go today, if Wales get, if Wales lose him, they got problems, have not
2: they? Yeah.
4: So. You know, that, that remains an eight. Well,
2: I mean, Lydia can play eight. It's not a great eight, but he can play there. So what you could do in that situation, mind, is that, uh, uh, say on Australia, put in at the scrum, you have Lydia at number eight for, uh, in the whale scrum. Mm-hmm. If Wales are putting in, I would actually have Ellis Jenkins at number eight because he can do that job yeah. as well. You know, he is a good all-round player, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, and He'd be comfortable picking up at the base if he had to. Yeah,
1: John John Davis, blindside After yeah. oh, he, had a little,
4: God, a little he was little celebrating in the day, oh, he enjoyed the that. One. He yeah. enjoyed that. Uh, he enjoyed that big time. He yeah. uh, he got up he, and I think he really knew what was happening. And then Rob Evans was in his face, looking for a high five, and then he got into yeah, it. Then yeah. he was uh, quite funny. That was.
2: I actually thought he was damn idiot because he had the same moment. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'll go as far as to say when uh, when Elliot uh, D got sinbinned, and he took off Lydia because they had to bring a uh, Ken Owens back on. Okay. I if I thought Scotland scored from uh, those um, scrums yeah. that uh, they could actually nick the game when that, because then it was off
4: when Pete Horn yeah. didn't ground that ball yeah, uh, that then. was a big let
2: off wasn't yeah. it and that, uh, those scrums killed a lot of time as well mm. anyway.
1: there we go that's all uh, for tonight's podcast if you've enjoyed it give it a like uh, give a review on iTunes and all the other relevant places it goes up uh, we'll be back in midweek Uh, to react to the team selection for Australia but until then for all the latest Welsh rugby news and reaction to the Scotland win you can catch it all on Wales Online